Hello and welcome to Black Eye the Podcast, the podcast where I share my perspective on life through my eyes. Welcome to episode 10. Today I'm going to be talking about cancel culture. Now it's funny that it's 10pm. Oh god, sorry. My brain is frazzled as you can tell already. It's funny that this is episode 10 because I'm filming this at close to 10pm on a Monday because I just finished working and I definitely have work tomorrow morning and I still have stuff to do. So you can tell the state of my organized life is not currently as organized as I would like it to be. But commitment and consistency is the goal. And here I am being consistent recording. So you guys will get this episode some point before midnight. So it's technically still be Monday, which is the target I've set myself to release every Monday. So the week... This week has been... Okay, so first of all, I just want to say it's freezing. And I know I said this last time, I just have to I have to be completely British and just keep complaining about the weather. It's so cold. I looked at the weather forecast of the week and I never do that, but I had to because I was so cold today. It's minus one tomorrow and then minus three on Wednesday. Minus three is just... Like, why? Oh, uh, God, I'm not... The, and this country isn't built for cold. Anything happens with the weather, any kind of extremity and the trains stop working. I mean, the the train people are striking anyway but the trains stop working um buses start like exploding trains start crashing into each other heating or cooling systems explode and stuff like it's just the uk is not built for any kind of extreme weather so speaking of which my boiler for my radiators doesn't work and i've been i've spent today i've only spent six hours on hold to uh halifax home insurance because I called, they had the wrong address, they said I couldn't do anything, I called Halifax, because the insurance provider said they had the wrong address, called Halifax, Halifax was like, no, you've got the right address, called the insurance provider, then I got another guy that was like, yeah, that's fine, I can just raise manual jobs, then he raised the job, and then, it was supposed to be someone coming today, then I got a text saying, a call from a company saying, we don't cover London where they've assigned us to your house, we can come on Wednesday, so I spent two hours on the hold to Halifax (laughs) Insurance again, um, or the insurance company again, trying to get another appointment. Then the line cut, then I called back, then the, then the guy called me back, and then he was like, oh, okay, um, I'm assigning someone new. Cool, thanks for your help. After two hours, hung up. The texts, they assigned the same company to me, and they sent me a text saying, we're coming on Wednesday. And I'm like, what? so I call again, spend two and a half hours on the phone. After an hour and a half or so, I get through to like someone, they're like, the line you're waiting for is now closed because it's 8 p.m. So I then go through, go on hold again for like another hour, get through to someone who raises a new job for apparently tomorrow but i've not received a text saying that anyone's coming which he said i get in a few minutes i also haven't received um i haven't received anything like an email so i guess like i've been scammed again which is it's just like the most amazing feeling and it's freezing but i'm wearing two pairs of socks and i'm actually not that cold anymore so jokes on home insurance and jokes on jokes on me as well um, but moving on swiftly in today's episode, today I wanted to talk about cancel culture because, well, let's be honest, it's Kanye West and I've been having quite a few very interesting conversations with friends about Kanye West and, you know, his downfall and how he should be cancelled or if it's right to cancel him or if cancellation is what he's actually trying to ironically, um, prove a point out of by like saying all these things and saying that you know society has a hold on people and they can just be cancelled for saying their views and people should have freedom of speech and blah 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 blah, whatever i'll get into that later but i'm going to go through just general the advent of cancel culture and its kind of genesis and 
it more generally and then i'll do a little bit on kanye west again sorry for the yawning i am honestly exhausted um but i'm gonna push through so this episode cancel culture so in my research today around cancel culture um it's quite interesting so cancel culture is a form of boycott or public shaming of a person who has shared a questionable or unpopular opinion and it can also be for those people whose behavior in the past has been offensive or seen as unethical or illegal um and so it's i would for me i see cancel culture as something driven by driven by twitter and the twitter warriors and the the justice fighters of the online world be that on instagram as well and we've seen you know in the last few years or so uh a large increase of i guess i'd say public public justice and liability to your fan base and the general public and a lot of like um I would I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this that makes sense um I'd say like public-led justice and the people's court in a sense where like online nothing is safe if you do something wrong someone will find it or someone will like go through years and years of school book pictures and expose you I saw one recently about uh, and I've got to get this right sorry I should probably have got the facts for this I can't find his name but there was a, a, a an American football club owner who has kind of like that club's kind of been the the topic and debate of like supposed racism and injustice and unfair treatment of players and kind of bias and whatever um and I think there's only like maybe one or two black players and they're always on the bench or something but the guy who owns the club someone somewhere found in their grandma's box of pictures um evidence of him attending a segregationist meeting where in the US they were kind of people that were running and supporting for black people to be kept in separate schools and separate buses and separate um, toilets and whatever. He was there and someone leaked the picture and it trended and the guy's not necessarily been cancelled but that's the point I was making is that like anything you have ever done somewhere someone can one day find and if they get enough traction you can be taken down for it. Again we have the the lady that worked for Franklin Templeton, this was during COVID, I think, you know, where she was on a walk in a park with a dog, a white woman, uh, and a black guy was walking past her and she started screaming and freaking out and saying, what are you going to do to me? And like, obviously racially profiled him straight away and started making these like attacks and slurs. And he just got his phone out and filmed it. And she kept going with the camera and was like, well, who do you think you are? Like calling him all these words and swearing at him or whatever. And just being absolutely, just being absolutely vile. And he just filmed it and put it online and it gained traction like it w- w- got millions of views was on the news and she lost her job she was fired from her job as a vice president of franklin templeton for this behavior and so we've seen a lot of like social justice led by the people and kind of social actions against individuals where the system itself fails to out these people i've seen on twitter people say hey does anyone know this guy in this picture he did this to me at this place like twitter do your thing and someone somewhere then there are these people called the internet sleuths internet sleuths um who are people who are just devoted to justice and use their spare time to kind of help do good so um again if you if you've seen don't f with cats there's um a group of people that just spend years and years trawling through pictures and evidence and going through google maps and reading emails and receipts to try and figure out who this guy is and they find him and so twitter is a good thing because some people are just they have time or they have skill and it's not that they're professional in the professional capacity but they use their abilities outside of work to 
push forward these causes. And so with the with the rise of the internet and the power of the reverse search function and Google and whatever, we really do have a situation where people can kind of enact justice themselves outside of outside of, I guess, a fair trial. And that is kind of the point that I think is key to say is that it isn't necessarily always a fair trial. But I do think it it comes out of uh, a movement and a kind of a desire for people that maybe didn't have a voice before to have a voice and kind of say like we need to cancel this person and so there have been also a lot of great things that come out of it so obviously we've had like R. Kelly has been cancelled and obviously that was if you haven't seen the documentary I recommend watching it but his prolific and disgusting and rampant abuse of underage females uh keeping them hostage um you know trigger warning as well but you know sexually abusing them and just pissing on women starving them of food depriving them of like um contact with their family that kind of came out through various people coming out and saying they telling their story and raising their voices and through that kind of documentary online people kind of started campaigning for him to kind of you know get his comeuppance and then he had that horrible interview he did where he tried to kind of defend himself and do character damage or cam- cam- character control or damage control even but it was actually in fact um character damage because he essentially did character assassination on himself because he lost his temper um bill cosby harvey weinstein and again the, you know when i was look, doing research for this before one of the things i read was about the me too movement and how that um again came from one person or a few people initially standing up and saying you know like the hollywood industry the film industry is saturated with these horrific rapists and abusers and i've experienced this and i'm risking my career and i'm risking whatever to say this and other celebrities started coming out and you know posting videos online or doing interviews or tweeting and saying hashtag me too and then that hashtag kind of was the thing where there was solidarity on the internet and that movement kind of created um the ability for people to make their own decisions that we are not going to support these people and we want them out and sometimes with these big corporations and industries and sectors the people that are perpetrating the issues are at the top so it's not going to come top down it has to come bottom up and so with the cancel culture if enough people say this person's done and we don't want to see their content anymore we don't want to watch them we don't believe them we're not, we're not going to go to the show if they're playing we're not going to play that song at the club these companies listen because the bottom up kind of movement is that's their source of income that those are their customers and so they need they need support and agreement from those people and so it's it's been interesting to see that kind of switch and change um through the just the internet generally in the way that we were able to now have our own voices and kind of speak out against certain individuals um but one thing that can be uh concerning about the whole thing is that there isn't always necessarily regulation or adjudication or or a fair trial and it can go you know the other way i've seen people you know perhaps make a mistake or misspeak in an interview or whatever and you know people descend on them like a pack of wolves and you know say this person's done and get them out and then and then people kind of it's it can ruin your careers and they were kind of they were showing clips of people that are I'd say less famous than some of the names I've listed before, but people that were just saying, you know, I lost all my followers or I lost my job or I couldn't be on social media anymore because someone, you know, framed something I said in a certain way and I I was cancelled. And it's something that I think is scary because as I was saying before, people are now in a stage of 
constantly being, and I guess mainly for celebrities, but you know, people as well, is constantly being in a stage of fear of being cancelled because it, all it is is one tweet that you said when you were 14. And even if we talk about Nella Rose, she is a you know famous black YouTuber, female who has just you know had a great um, trajectory into stardom in the UK and is huge in the UK, just general like content scene. But there were tweets that were surfaced, you know, in the midst of both her parents dying during lockdown that she had tweeted when she was 14 about Somali people and just being, you know, insensitive and ra- I guess raci- racist towards them um, as well. And that kind of really came at a bad time. But one thing that she did well was she came out and owned it and said, what I said was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. And regardless of my age, like I should have known better. But again, she was, you know, on the verge of people trying to counter her. And then you have, we have Murad, who is the guy who does commentary on like general UK pop culture and Love Island um, kind of had his, a takeoff of in his, in his career. And then, um videos were exposed of him engaging in kind of like i guess well yeah racial themed and abuse themed like sex um videos with people that were paying um but it was abusive towards chinese people and it was forceful and demeaning and spitting and whatever and and again since that happened a few months ago like he's off the internet he's not making content anymore and you know, one thing I was reading about and talking about with, my, with one of my friends was that, you know, he was, before this all came out, kind of really speaking openly about his struggles with mental health and his struggles with with his identity and struggles within his community and, um, you know, triggering again, like, suicide and that those kind of things and really being at war with those demons. And so people were all out here saying, you know, messages of of support and encouraging him and being supportive and then these videos came out and it's that's the thing i think is scary is that you can go from being so loved to so hated in an instance it takes one mistake and people will just discount you and and decide that you're not worth anything anymore you're not valuable anymore you're not part of the community or or you're not liked and so for murad it was literally a thing where like once this happened he was just getting attacked from all angles he lost his i think he lost his role on the love island like after show or whatever and and people being like, again, I'm not in any way kind of condoning or saying that, you know, what he did was right or wrong. I'm not going to speak on that. I think, yeah, I think that I saw the things I saw were pretty horrible. But at the same time, there is also a very dark side to like sex and the internet and porn and things that people accept in the bedroom they wouldn't in personal life and things that people pay for to have done to them that, you know, people might not have even heard of or seen. But that's a whole different kind of conversation if someone consents to something or asks for something. But then it, the question is, like, should you as a person of colour be engaging in those kind of things and inflicting that on other people when obviously it comes from a place of trauma or some kind of issue and you know as a public figure and a person of responsibility there are all these questions but we're going to get into that today but what is concerning is that people you the switch can flick so easily and you can go from being loved to absolutely hated and it's a thing that you know there's no one really saying okay well these are the facts and so these are all the facts make a decision let's have a jury decide it really is a thing where it's like I can't stop yawning. I'm so sorry. Um, it really is the thing where it's just like, if one person or one group or one movement gains enough, I guess velocity, that person is done for, and then they kind of have to, if you're Murad, just like vanish, bury your head in the sand, take some time, hope things level out, and then come back. But it's just um, it's I wouldn't say it's not fair, but it's worrying. And then again, you see like some bigger celebrities people try and cancel them or things happen then you think they're done for and they bounce back um but it can also be detrimental when there's a difference in opinion in a in a 
in a way when someone is expressing their personal you know beliefs or using their right to have freedom of speech for example if we use Colin Kaepernick you know the NFL player he decided to bend the knee um and respectfully not sing the national anthem during the whole Black Lives Matter movement because he was you know peacefully protesting in his own way and you know he one of the top I'm reading I'm reading stats I'm not a sports I'm not a sports person but you know was one of the was one of the top um players in football to date and because he decided that he didn't want to stand and sing the national anthem because he felt that that anthem was actually oppressive and not supportive of his race and the things his him and his black um colleagues were experiencing and the way the nfl industry was treating them was not right and he wanted to kind of give a show that he was not in a happy place and not in agreement with what was happening and instead of that being allowed he lost deals and lost jobs and like couldn't play anymore and like now he's kind of has been cancelled or outcast from from football by the people that don't agree he's been cancelled by those that, that don't agree with him rather than a general overall like society saying this is wrong those who believe that the national anthem comes above everything else or if you don't sing it or bend the knee then you're like you hate america you hate yourself have now had the power and ability to push them out and so i think that's what is problematic is that you can't really foresee i guess how intense the cancellation is going to be or what you're going to be cancelled for or who gets to drive that but it really is driven by the people and that it's kind of like i see it as like in, in batman you know when everything kind of goes like tits up and they're living in this this open world and the scarecrow is like the judge and they have like the people's court and people come in and then like they kind of he says well i think this guy's this what do you guys say and people scream and then like he's like make them walk the ice it kind of is like that where we've just been left to our own devices and the internet's kind of gone a bit wild uh, and people can decide what they like and what they'll tolerate and what they won't um and then it also ties into i guess i think and this is a whole other episode but sexuality and sexual confidence and like only fans on the internet is like a different thing and i think people like i just am surprised how many people people's instagram or twitter i go go on just to like they have a trending tweet and they go on their page and then they have an only fans and it's actually an only fans um people are just not as prudish anymore and i'm not again gonna comment on like oh oh my god but it's just like it's very different to like growing up people would have like people would be scared of their news leaking now people are just like selling their news for money and like these are people that are not even celebrities that are like people are desperate for the news it's just like average people like, like you and i that have a couple you know a few hundred thousand followers or whatever sorry a few hundred or a thousand followers i don't have a hundred thousand followers i have a thousand um but they're just like oh i like i'm confident in myself and i like i feel engaged in that sexual nature so i'm going to post that online and if people, people want to buy it they can and some people do well and like it kind of goes off in sales but there's less concern about permanence i remember being as a kid thinking like anyone that's a porn star like once you've done that you'll never work again because like your name is searchable and it seems to flip now where people are like i know my name's searchable and i don't care because there are so many ways or, or varied avenues for me to make money that having to have a office job where they can search me and do a i guess a uh credit check or history check or kind of a what's it called when they search your your back, back background check people don't care um but with that i guess the point i'm saying is that there are people that engage in certain things when they're younger or maybe tweet certain things or post certain pictures or maybe start only fans and don't really think about it and then you know everything you do online leaves a record if you tweet something if you post a picture if you are in a forum if you leave a comment there is a trace someone could have screenshotted it or it could be stored or it could be flagged to the by the platform you're working on uh, as like hateful or inciting violence and 
your employers can such as search your name and if you get drunk one day and post a picture of you like doing something illegal like with substances or someone has it on their story or tags you on a picture on facebook and then they're searching through and they see that picture like you can be held accountable for your social presence and that can affect your career and your income and your and your job and that is really that's also like another level of added responsibility that i don't think we as humans necessarily have um i guess have really had to deal with before it's at a, well we have but it's at a different kind of level and that's another thing that i think can be worrying is that now you have to constantly be thinking well okay and this is why people have private instagrams or have facebook's where their names are the surname is different or like it's just not their name because they can then post and not be found out because it just takes one person figuring out your instagram or adding you or seeing you in a bad light or posting something you shouldn't be posting and then it getting back to your manager and you don't have a career so cancel culture it's like i think it's good when it works and overall i don't really have a massive issue with it but it can be a kind of like lawless beast that just swallows people up whole um so it's it's in, it's an interesting one i like i think it served you know it served its its purpose in a way uh and i think it's allowed people as i was saying to take to take matters into their own hand, it's hands it's given kind of the general public the ability to kind of hold celebrities and public figures accountable where where they feel they need to but what it's also sparks a lot of questions is is it right to cancel someone when they have fallen or made a mistake or done something wrong are we a one chance kind of society and once someone has done something wrong they haven't you know they're done for and i think it's an interesting one because I think there definitely has to be with everything in life a level of accountability and responsibility and you know if you're a public figure or a celebrity or a singer or an actor and you have fans and followers and whatever of course yes you're a human being and like no one's expecting you to be perfect and you know as Rihanna always says I didn't ask to be a role model to people's um, kids parents should be parents and artists should be artists of course but you kind of as a public figure or person of interest have responsibility to kind of represent a good version of yourself and then be well behaved and reasonable and of course you can say things that are controversial not necessarily things that are negative or incite hate or inappropriate and so i think there does obviously come with that level of fame and success like a golden unwritten rule of you know required responsibility and um i guess just general care and um acceptance of the fact that you are in the face of those people and those people will look up to you and so you have to kind of operate in a good way now i think some celebrities can kind of do things that some parents wouldn't like or some fans don't like and that's more subjective but i think there are some things that happen where people are just like no you're done now i was looking at examples of um people that have been cancelled uh and i'm just going to run through some names and what what they've done and um i guess where they stand now like what i'm seeing now is interesting is james corden i don't like him i just don't find him funny i don't like his comedy if he ever ends up listening to this james i'm sorry but it's the truth um i also don't like comedy but still um he apparently was cancelled for the way he was banned from a new york restaurant because of the way he treated staff apparently he was really abusive so apparently the most abusive customer to my servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago um he started yelling like crazy to the server you can't do your job you can't do your job maybe i should go into the kitchen and cook the omelette myself now he clearly has um <laughs> like some kind of small man syndrome i've never been a fan and so like he's not cancelled though right like that's the thing i think 
cancellation and cancel culture is also there are various spheres of it like Harvey Weinstein is cancelled. Kelly has been cancelled, but not as much as Harvey, I don't think, because people still play his music. And then Michael Jackson is, like, in between. But James Corden, like, there's been negative press, but he's not necessarily cancelled because he still has that TV show and does the carpool karaoke with people and then sings over them. But anyway, on to the next one. Will Smith. So Will Smith, this is an interesting one. Will Smith was the nation or the world's sweetheart. Black people loved him. White people loved him. All races loved him. He was funny. He did Fresh Prince, and then he did iRobot, and he did Seven Pounds, and he did all these amazing films. Uh, and he just did the the film with them um, about the the Williams sisters, um, King Richard. And he's a great actor and super talented. But then you know we all were rooting for him as a nation. You know, as Tyra Banks said on that American Sex Next to Model episode, we were all, we were all rooting for you, um, for him to get his moment where he finally won his Oscar. Uh, and he's at the award shows this year, and Chris Rock is kind of cracking jokes, and he makes a joke about Jada having a shaved head, uh, says she looks like G.I. Joe or something like that, um, but Jada had actually shaved her head or was suffering from head loss due to an illness and a condition that, you know, I think she'd been public about, and so Will Smith kind of said, you know, leave her alone, and then he said, you know, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, and then next thing you know, he's on the stage, um, and he's, talking to Chris Rock and he slaps him and he slaps him on the stage at the Academy Awards in front of the whole of Hollywood everyone and anyone and Beyonce is there sorry I don't know why that's important but she was there and she was she looked shocked and he was cancelled he had to go into hiding for a few weeks and then came out and apologized and is now going on this like PR tour of like I guess character repair and trying to like prove that he's a nice person and he's working on himself and he's tried to reach out to Chris to apologize and Chris doesn't want to hear it and he says he's humiliated oh my god sorry and he says he's humiliated by it and doesn't want to like talk about it and it was demeaning and of course it was but what I found interesting about this one and this is what I was saying about it being subjective is that people will be like oh he's cancelled like no no man should ever do that the amount of friends I know I'm still friends with I've been out with a nights out that just start a fight with someone because they looked at them funny and have punched them or like gone into an altercation or like have had a go at someone in the shop or like you know got annoyed at someone in the street that barged them and started screaming or whatever like normal human beings do that if not worse and people that kind of like I know people at school that beat people up and really beat the crap out of them and like they're still around and no one counts them like I think the the problem with the celebrities is that we hold them to different standards and expect them to be perfect all the time and never fault fault never falter and never be um imperfect and never make mistakes or never do anything that we don't like but i'm sure if i took you know 10 of my friends phones and went through their phones i'm sure for at least nine i would find something that they could be counseled for if it's maybe a tweet they did when they were younger or something they said to their friends or their opinions on something something they've shared privately but not shared to the world and that could leak and whatever but then it's like again or maybe they've had a past of fighting people or you know inciting certain kind of like violence towards certain things or hating certain groups and cultures people have these views it's just with celebs like it gets out because people sometimes leak it and that's the thing i think when these things are leaked by someone intentionally um and it's not kind of like again with what i was saying about people who have been found in yearbooks or certain groups hundreds or like not hundreds sorry like 20 30 years ago that are now like older and in groups and people leak like oh he wore blackface that's kind of something that's been released not because it just happened because people have seen and been like this could ruin someone and then it's kind of released with the with the intention of course i do believe in freedom of information and people should know the history of the people that are in charge but it's kind of different um because i'm sure a lot of my friends parents have and probably still do say very racist things behind closed doors but that what can i do but obviously no one's leaking those people because they're not famous 
so Will Smith, it's like, again, I think definitely I'm not encouraging violence. I don't think it's right. But I think people are, were being a bit harsh and pretending that they've never been physical or never got into an altercation with someone or defended someone they loved when they were being insulted. So there's that. Um, JK, okay, now JK Rowling is, I'm actually going to not get into this one, but this is just a crazy um, one. JK Rowling has gone on a, just a, the last couple of years has gone on this weird tirade of just, calling people out and just I don't know like being transphobic and like just opposing like any kind of fair openness within the LGBTQ community and has been trying to defend herself and just being like a harmful fundamentalist like in a way that endangers the LGBTQ community and just saying that you know a real woman is this and whatever and I just think it's like it's just inappropriate and also just not necessarily not it's just not necessary at all like for her to kind of be out here on the internet tweeting these things that are going to hurt so many people and make so many people feel alienated not just from her but from her novels that have been such an important part in so many people's lives um and so you know we've cast of harry potter like i think daniel radcliffe came out and said i I don't stand by um (laughs) what she said and so yeah so daniel radcliffe emma watson rupert grin have all like distanced themselves from her um, by showing support for transgender individuals publicly uh, and said, you know, saying things like, I firmly stand with the transgender community. Because I think what's tough is that she's the author of these books and they're still going to show Harry Potter. And so these actors have kind of grown up with that tied to them and they want to make clear that their stance is not the same as the author. Naturally, we'd hope that they're, they're adults and self, you know, self-functioning, free-thinking humans. But at the same time, like, I'm just looking at this article, but it's saying that she's, you know, hardly had an extreme experience of being cancelled. Because, you know, Harry Potter's still going to be streamed at Christmas every year. I'm still going to watch. I love Harry Potter. I'm, I'm sorry I do. Um, and people are still going to watch it. And, like, the the cursed, is it the cursed child is, is playing in, in theatres currently. And I just read here as well that post the controversy and, you know, her kind of tweeting during lockdown, Bloomsbury announced that the sales of the Harry Potter books actually went up and a boost their children's division by more than a quarter. So, like she's making more money and so that's the thing is that with some celebs it's kind of hard to for them to be fully um cancelled and i think the more these things go on the more that people kind of start to distance themselves and i said at the start i talk about uh, kanye west and again i'm kind of like i wish i hadn't said that because i don't really want to talk about it but kanye west has um has gone on this weird tirade in the last week um and it's just hard because i've always been a fan of kanye west um and in no way does that mean that he can't be cancelled and i should continue to support him but i have that's the truth um i've always loved his music and i've never actually seen him live which i wanted to but i guess i can't do that now without being attacked by well without being cancelled myself but there's clearly a mix of like mental health issues in here and damage of fame and loss of his mother and the pressures of being a black man in a very white community and a white society and trying so hard to break the mold and stand up for things and be controversial and, and be a, a thought provoker and be an, a, a genius and an icon and legend that he's so strained by all of that that it's caused him to lose himself and again I can't speak for him I don't know who he is. I don't know him I don't know who he is and I can't say that he's not these things and obviously anyone that comes out and says these things is problematic and needs to be removed from you know the general public because he's 
inciting hatred. Um, for this, you know, there's a little timeline. So Paris Fashion Week, he he wore a white t-shirt that said um, White Lives Matter. He was with Candace Owens. Um, and that was when people were like, what's going on? On Instagram, he got into a fight with PDD, um, who posted, you know, PDD posted a picture criticizing what he said. Um, and he said that Diddy was being controlled by the Jews. Um, he was criticized for anti-Semitism and his account was suspended. Um, he then went on Twitter. He hadn't posted for almost two years, came back and started attacking Mark Zuckerberg, who's the owner of Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then he posted a tweet which appeared to be directed at Jewish people again. Um, so then Twitter followed Instagram's lead and then kicked him off as well for being anti-Semitic. Uh, he then went on to an interview with Tucker Carlson um, where he made various anti-Semitic claims about and, make, and kind of reinforced these myths and slanders about Jewish people and them controlling the world and money and world and money and stuff, whatever. Um, and then he then pulled up more hate speech in a separate interview on a talk show called The Shop Interrupted. Um, now, he had spoken about before, as we know, bipolar and his struggles with mental health. And if you haven't seen the Yeezus documentary, I would watch it because it does give you an insight into, I guess, the way his mental health deteriorates and declines and his family and friends around him. I think it's Cudi, the guy who films the whole thing. At certain points, he said, I actually had to stop because I could tell that now I understood his bipolar. This was him having a, a manic episode and not something that should be televised. Um, but one thing that was said, and I think it's very true, is that people that are fans of Kanye want to defend him or kind of understand why he's behaving the way he's behaving are trying to say, well, you know, he's got mental health and so it's a mental health problem and this is it and so um, X, Y, Z. But the truth is that having a mental health issue doesn't make you a racist or anti-Semitic or whatever. And so it's his his behavior is manifesting as a result of his own Kanye, not a result of bipolar. Bipolar doesn't make people just go out and start hating on certain groups specifically and targetedly for a long period of time. Sometimes it can, right? Obviously, if you're having a schizophrenic episode and you have paranoia and believe certain things are happening, then possibly, but it's it's not something that is like a, a symptom or the way that that kind of illness presents. Kanye West is Kanye West and he is obviously is trying to make a point or talk about his experience, but the way he's going about it is to attack Jewish people and that is wrong and it's not okay and it's not acceptable and he can't kind of just be allowed to keep doing that and I think um it's just terrible and then so then we go into like late October um and brands start to drop him and say they'll, they'll no longer work with him so Balenciaga um and creative arts agency and more JP Morgan and Gap ditch him Adidas is under pressure to do the same eventually they do so the the partnership lost with Adidas meant he he lost a net of 217 million pounds. Um, but it's interesting because he was actually expected to make... Yeah, so he... so Sorry, sorry. Let me make that clear again. So the partnership cut by Adidas cost Adidas... A, made them have a loss of 217 million pounds. So Adidas lost money by cutting the partnership from him. But it was bigger for Kanye. He was supposed to have made 1.5 billion from his partnership with them. So... He gets put as no longer a billionaire and his new worth is then worth 400 million. Um, and then um, Sketches says on the 27th, 27th, oh my God. And then Sketches says on the 27th, I can't really speak, sorry. And then Sketches says on the 27th of um, October that Kanye West turns up at his headquarters unannounced and uninvited and had to be removed and says that they have no plans to work with him and they condemn his previous comments. Um, 
it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. He announces in November that he's going to campaign to be um, president of the US again in 2024. And then he comes on uh, Alex Jones's Infowall show, show um, and he's wearing a face mask and praises Adolf Hitler, rants about, rants about sin, pornography and the devil, and then uh, is suspended from Twitter again for violating um, their rules against incitement to violence. And so... One thing is clear is that he's on a tirade and is not well, and it's kind of this is we're watching. You know, as they say, that the um, the revolution will be televised. The, this downfall is being televised, and we're watching it day by day. We're watching it live. We're seeing videos of it. And I think one thing is that I think personally, media outlets and platforms and podcasts should stop using Kanye for views. Great, it's, I know that's why they're doing it. It's like getting Kanye West in the middle of a breakdown on my podcast. I'm going to get millions of views because he's not got Twitter and he's not got Instagram. So. People are going to want to hear from him and see what else he's going to say that's crazy via my channel. But what that is doing is giving a platform to someone who's actually being anti-Semitic and is antagonizing people and attacking people and saying that he loves um, a Nazi who killed thousands, of millions of, sorry, even millions of Jews. And just that shouldn't be something that we're like kind of giving airtime to. And that's the problem with the internet is that we love, it's kind of like horrible and we love seeing these bad things and people kind of have breakdowns. We want to have access to see it and then make a decision for ourselves. But People need to stop giving him airtime and get him out of the public eye and let him just go and deal with himself and get treatment and be like held accountable for what he said. But I think it's just one of those things where I think like it's hard to see way where way where he's not cancelled for this because it's just been so crazy and outlandish and out there. But I think it will be it will be a different form of cancellation because I think he's not going to go down without a fire. It'll be interesting to see how brands and like I guess in five years time what Kanye West is doing and if he gets help and gets medication comes up back and then says actually you know what I was going through an episode and I was kind of lashing out and trying to get attention and saying anything I could to kind of piss people off so I could get a reaction get more airtime and the point I was trying to make was this and I shouldn't have been anti-semitic and I said it wrong or if he's just going to carry on being as he is or maybe he's going to calm down and just go back to making music like who knows but the music thing I think people are starting to say we can't listen to Kanye anymore which again I think is fair um but it's it'll be interesting to see where this leads to in terms of his general his general, um, I guess, general career. Um, and that is kind of my Timmy's takes tied into one because it's, it's um, part of the episode, but also a specific angle is Kanye West and his journey. So I've spoken about Kanye West, I think, two or three times now on this podcast, so I won't do it again for a while because some people probably don't want to hear it. But um, yeah, that is today's episode. Um, again, on cancel culture and... A little rundown of some celebs that have been cancelled and then some Kanye West um, coverage for you there, guys. But thank you very much for listening. Hope this was interesting. And let me know if what you guys think of cancel culture. Do you think it's right? Do you think it's wrong? Do you think it's gone too far? And if you want to chat about Kanye as well, I mean, let me know. I'm happy to kind of hear different perspectives. But I think, I think personally he's done. I think he's got to be taken off the internet and punished and held accountable for what he's, what he's done. And I think you can't just go around saying things like that about people and then not have any kind of repercussions. It's disgusting. But I am going to stop there because it's 10. I'm going to edit this and try and get this out before midnight. Thank you for everyone that's been listening. And I hope people have a warmer and better start to the week than I have. And I hope people are getting ready for Christmas. I need to do gift planning, gift shopping. I, have, I need to actually find time to speak to my family, f- figure out what they want. Um, and then shop because I now see that there's going to be rail strikes the day before Christmas and other strikes throughout the whole kind of month. So it's going to be carnage. So if you haven't thought about it, think about it, get ahead of the curve and um, have a good week. And I'll see you guys on next week's episode. Goodbye.